Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. I'm glad that you're with me today. We have been talking about spiritual gifts, and we have seen that there are three categories of spiritual gifts. There's motivation gifts, ministry equipping gifts, and manifestation gifts. And we are presently looking at the second category, ministry equipping gifts. They're found in Ephesians chapter 4. In verse 11 it says, He himself, speaking about Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. These gifts are positions or offices in the church that are there in order that the members of the church can be equipped for the work of ministry. And so we've gone down the list. We've talked about pastors, teachers, evangelists, and presently we're looking at this gift of prophet. Are there prophets in the body of Christ today? Certainly there are. This is a gift that God has given the church. We shared yesterday that the pastor many times functions in this role of a prophet because a prophet is a spokesman for God. And so when a pastor stands in the pulpit and he speaks to the people, he may be functioning in this role of a prophet. Now also he could be teaching, he could be giving counsel, but when it moves to the area of direction and vision, when God is speaking to the church as a whole and saying, I want you to move in this way, here is a message from God to us today that's relevant, that we need to hear in order for us to be the church that he wants us to be. I believe then he or she is functioning in this role of prophet. For a prophet is one who speaks for God, speaks a relevant, immediate word to the congregation that God wants them to hear. Now, as soon as you say that someone is God's spokesman, we can become nervous, we can become a little shy and think, well, you know, this can be abused. And certainly it can be. And that's why the Bible says to us in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 29, let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. Just because someone speaks in the position of a prophet doesn't mean that everyone just has to automatically say, oh, well, that's, that's God speaking to us and we must act on this. No, in fact, the Bible says it should be judged. There is a weighing of the word of a prophet. Now, of course, this has to be balanced against the possibility that we would just bring our own wisdom to bear. There's a balance here. We are to hear prophets, realize that they speak for God, but they're not always 100%. You need to weigh the words of a prophet and see if the Holy Spirit speaks and confirms it into your own heart. We should never be just led automatically because someone says, here's a word of God for you and you should do this. Never act on that unless there's a confirmation in your own heart that this is what God is saying for you to do. We find this actually back in Acts chapter 21 
where it speaks about Paul. Let me just read it here. Acts 21 and verse 8. It says, On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist. Now, let's just pause here for a moment. It identifies Philip here as being an evangelist. See, we've said that there are offices in the church, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And so here this verse is saying that Philip was an evangelist who was one of the seven, the original seven deacons that were chosen, and they stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. Now notice here, these four daughters prophesied. Now it doesn't call them prophets, but they prophesied. Now we're going to get to this as we get a little further into our study when we come to the manifestation gifts. Many people can prophesy, give a word from God to people, and God uses many of us. In fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians that he would that we all would prophesy. I mean, we all should speak as the oracles of God, speaking God's word to each other. So we, we all prophesy, and these four daughters had the gift of prophecy, and I would say that's a manifestation gift. But it's something different to be in the office of a prophet. When someone is called a prophet, it means that this gift has matured in an individual to a degree that everyone recognizes this individual has a proven record that when they speak, it's God. And so it moves from just having a gift of prophecy to entering into this office of a prophet. Now, I know in today's churches, we don't usually have this position. But I want you to know there are prophets. And the more we come back to the Bible and function the way the Bible orders the church, the more powerful the church would be the less it would be our own ideas and what we think should happen, and there would be a dynamic of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. Just to underline this, it says in Acts chapter 13, describing the church in Antioch, it says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. And then it names five individuals who were recognized as prophets and teachers in the church. So, coming back to this portion now in Acts chapter 21, we find that Paul goes to Philip's home, who's called an evangelist. He has four daughters who prophesy. And verse 10 says, And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now when we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. In other words, Agabus took Paul's belt, bound himself with it, and said, you know, the man that owns this belt is going to be bound just like this when he gets to Jerusalem, and he's going to be delivered over to the Gentiles. So when the church heard this, they pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. But listen to what it says in verse 13. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, we cease saying, The will of the Lord be done. Now, there's a lot of interesting things that come out of this. First of all, there are prophets in the church. 
and Agabus was a prophet. And what he said to Paul came about. When Paul went up to Jerusalem, he was arrested. He was bound. And he was delivered over to the Gentiles. In fact, he was taken to Rome to stand before the Caesar and be judged. What Agabus said exactly happened. Now notice the reaction of the people who heard this prophecy. They wanted to persuade Paul not to go as a result of this. You know, the prophet says you're going to be bound when you go up there, so so don't go. And Paul said, listen, I'm not only ready to be bound, I'm ready to give my life for this. I'm going to Jerusalem. Now, from our perspective, we see that God wanted Paul to go to Jerusalem. You see, Paul was not going to be led by a prophet. Of course, the prophet didn't tell him not to go. He just said, this is what's going to happen when you get there. And it did happen. But the word was meant, I believe, to prepare Paul, to strengthen him for that which he was going to face when he got to Jerusalem so that he knew he was in the will of God, that this is exactly what's going to happen when he was arrested and he's on the ship and he's going to Rome, that he realizes, you know, God is in all of this. He knows what's going to happen. He's got a mission for me. And yes, I'm going to face some difficult times. But as he said earlier, I'm ready to die for this. I'm not just trying to escape any kind of hardship that might come my way. So we see the role of prophet here. A prophet speaks for God. He speaks a message. Sometimes it's for telling the future or what's going to happen in the future. Or it might be direction or casting a vision for a church. There's so many aspects here of prophet. And I believe that God has put prophets in the church and they are functioning in his church, whether we label them as prophets or not. But I think we would be wise to come back to biblical terms and realize that there are prophets that we look to hear from God. It's just not our own reasoning and ingenuity trying to come up with what we should do. No, God is invested in the church. God has put his spirit within us. He has put gifts in the church to give us words from him and guidance of where we should go and what we should do. And we would be wise to hear the prophets. Yes, judge it. Don't get carried away and just follow everything that a prophet might say. No, but at the same time, let it weigh into your heart and say, Lord, what are you saying to me through this? Now, this is quite a topic, and I know for many of you listening, uh, this is new. You've not really heard of modern-day prophets and what they might say. In fact, if you hear them, they're always sort of looked upon as wacky. I mean, you see a cartoon in the paper with a guy carrying a blackboard that says, you know, the end is near. This is the view that many times is projected of prophets. But regardless of that, there are true prophets. And this is a role that God has given some in the church. And it's to perfect the church so that we would be more effective in our ministry. Now, in my own life, I've been exposed to prophets and they have been a great benefit to me. I remember in the church I was growing up in, I was in university and I was attending a meeting and there was a prophet there and he spoke a word over me. And the word he spoke was to my future. And he said I was going to be called of God and describe some things that was going to happen throughout my life. Now, that was over 30 years ago. And I can go back and I can identify specific things that have happened in my life years after that prophecy that what that man spoke over my life. 
comfort to me. It's been an encouragement to me. And that's exactly what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It says in verse, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Prophetic words should encourage us and comfort us and strengthen us. Now, is everyone a prophet who calls himself a prophet? No. And prophetic words abused and people misled. But you see, they haven't seen the balance that the Bible says here, that you should weigh prophecies and that you shouldn't just follow them carte blanche. No, you're to do what God is saying to you in your own heart. Follow that, but let prophecy also weigh into it. They are quite exciting when they happen. Well, that's the time for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.